gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, Chosen in the Furnace of Affliction. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. Have you ever wondered why you are hated, despised, and despicable in the minds of some people? Have you ever wondered why, out of all the good that you try to do toward people and befriend them, that they don't really care about you? Have you ever thought about that? Have those thoughts ever pushed you down to your knees in prayer and trying to figure this out? We must not seek to go through life figuring. We must learn how to go through life with faith. Because if we don't believe in God and believe God for the things that are going on in our lives, you're already sunk. You're already done. You're already fried and laid to the side. When Fred Price came through here years ago, he and Betty, and we all went out to eat He said, you'll never be able to figure people out. I gave him three amens. <laughs> the book of Isaiah, the 48th chapter, and the 10th verse. The Bible says, behold, I have refined thee, but not with silver. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. That's why it's happening. That's really what's going on. That's the hidden figure. That's the happening in your life today. You've been chosen. God put his hands on you. God knew that you would be born into this earth realm. God knew who your parents would be. God knew the geographical location that you would reside in. God is omniscience. God is all-knowing. God says, I have chosen you in the furnace 
of affliction. God chose his people in this furnace of affliction before you or I were ever born. He chose us for hard times. He chose us for persecutions. He chose us for trials. He chose us to show that his word is more powerful than any trial. He chose us to show us that weeping may endure for a night, but joy, I tell you, is bound to come in the morning. If you just hold out till tomorrow, everything is going to be all right. Everything is going to be all right. As we approach this Memorial Day, you have to understand what is really going on when we talk about a memorial. Stay with me now. A, a memorial could very well be looked upon as a statue, literally carved out. A memorial could be the stand that an individual took in their lifetime to prove that Jesus was Lord against all odds. A memorial commemorates an ideal or wicked deeds done by an individual in their lifetime. We look across America and we already know that there are untold monuments that have been erected to mean Confederate folk. We look at monuments that have been erected to Dr. King. We have one out there on, on the square. Memorials set up to memorialize or to cause something to be known or looked upon to cause people to want to know what is this. This is a memorial. What about your life? When people think about you, God forbid, but when you're dead and gone, will they be able to say what the Bible says about Abel? He being dead, but yet he speaketh. His life is speaking, even though he's dead and gone. That's a memorial. That's what people genuinely think about you. And whether they paid to lie at the funeral or not, they show up. On Memorial Day in this country that was set up in 1866 and passed into law in 1971. It started out 
as a memorial to the Confederate soldiers who gave their lives in a civil war for something that made no sense except to more or less liberate black people in this country. And millions of people died because they did not want us to be set free. Memorial Day. The act of one putting his life on the line to die for what they believed or what he or she believed that this country has been put together for. Memorial Day. To set a memorial in the earth that this person did this. You remember that woman that washed Jesus' feet with her tears and with her hair? It was set up for a memorial that when this word is preached, this woman would be remembered for the good deeds that she's done toward the Savior. And I wonder how many of us really take quality time to think about what other people think about us. Not that they will rule our lives, but we ought to think about that every now and then. I don't think you can go around just being nasty, talking all down and crazy to everybody, and expect to be respected. Our lives should be looked upon as a memorial that we are setting in the earth realm that will glorify God. And when we talk about this text scripture, God says, I have chosen you in the furnace. Pause right there. Everything in the furnace, when it's heated up seven times hotter than it ought to be, is no place to be playing. There are some people that would take your head off if they didn't have to suffer a trial or go to jail, you and I would have been dead years ago. If looks could kill, they would have done away with a lot of us a long time ago. I'm talking about people that look like us. I was looking at, looking at ID, slow down preacher, yes sir. I was looking at ID yesterday, and over in Georgia, it was a black man that was just about and had been elected to be the sheriff in one of those counties over there. I think it was Decatur, I'm not sure. But they killed his sheriff-elect in his driveway. Shot him over around about 13 times. Some black people that didn't like this sheriff, that were police officers themselves, killed his man. Ain't that terrible? It seems like every time we get an opportunity to step up, we have to deal with trials. No matter how 
well people may speak of our good name. In private they have their own opinion that does not glorify God. Affliction, the furnace of affliction. God says I have chosen you in the furnace of affliction. Being chosen by the Lord to suffer trials like it was in the days that he called Saul of Tarsus. He said, I'm going to show you how many things you're going to suffer for my name's sake. I just want to call all our attention today to the fact that anything worthwhile is worth suffering for. Nothing comes to a dreamer but a dream. We're living in a time now where everybody wants to be liked by everybody. The Bible says when all men speak well of you, you will trespass or transgress for a piece of bread. We ought to understand as Christians that when you stand up for what is right, you're going to be accused of doing what is wrong. And to look at the Almighty that puts suffering as a part of our redemption, and somebody said, if you can't take it, you can't make it. No cross, no crown. It's important what other people think sometimes. It's important what they say sometimes. But don't live your life for that. Live your life to glorify God. And do evil to no man. But enjoy your journey with Jesus. Now let's look at this. What does it mean to be chosen? It means to be picked out to be picked on. Wow. Picked out to be picked on. And I think it will behoove all of us this morning to realize that we did not make ourselves. And whatever God calls us to do, it's going to be tried in the fire. It's going to be tried at the hands of men. Why you go to church so much, they say? Don't you know there's a pandemic going on? You need to stay at home. I see you at Walmart at 6. <laughs> to be chosen in the furnace of affliction means that no matter how hot the furnace of life becomes, you're still comfortable. No matter who turns away from you, you're still good. Because when you live your life to know that you have not done anybody anything wrong intentionally, and they don't like you, Jesus put it like this. The word puts it like this as it relates to Jesus. They hated him without a cause. So don't tell me about trying to treat everybody right, and we should. Don't tell me about giving people money 
to help them in their household or to support their children. And if we can, we should. But when people don't like you, they don't like you. That's a problem. Because a lot of us are so emotional and our feelings are worn on our sleeves. And because we do good toward somebody, we expect that somebody to do good toward us. Life doesn't work that way. You can give somebody the shirt off your back and that very person that's wearing the shirt that you gave them on that particular day will sit down and crucify you. Chosen. In the furnace of affliction. Today you need to set your mind and your heart toward God and realize that I'm chosen to be abused, to be misunderstood, to be talked about, to be lied on, to be hurt. And you ask yourself a question. Shouldn't I be loved? Shouldn't people appreciate me for what I bring to the table? They should. But unfortunately, a lot of them don't. Because they have their own priorities. Now if you Mr. Goody or Miss Goody Two-Shoe, people don't want to be around you. They have another party to get to. Some more dope to smoke. And a whole other lifestyle. And that is what has caused God people down through the years to be persecuted. Because they were not like the people around them. They did not march to the same drum beat. They didn't cater to the enemies. They stood for God. When it was not popular. Just like today. It is not popular. People want to know. What you doing over here in church anyway. And you left the party last night. At 1 a.m. Don't you think that could be hypocritical? At some point. People need to know who your God is. At some point. People need to know. Who it is that you're serving at some point. Somebody ought to say, there's no need of calling her. What time is it? It's, it's a little after 9 o'clock and it's Sunday. Oh, she's at church. <laughs> she's at church. There's no need of calling. We are known by our fruits. And fruits can create enemies. Let me prove it to you. Those of you that speak well of the Lord, speak well to other people. And those of you that share the life of Christ that you have in your own life with people can create for you a whole lot of enemies. Isn't it amazing? How people can turn against you. 
not in a heartbeat before the heartbeats. They just that quick. Do not follow multitude to do evil. Let your life be a memorial to God. That's going to require some sacrifice. In the household of Cornelius. In the book of Acts, the 10th chapter. Cornelius was a praying man. His prayers went up as a memorial. That's in your Bible. To God. So much so until the Lord raised up Peter to go to that house to preach redemption because that man's prayers had become a memorial. How about your prayers? How about your prayers? Do you worry about stuff or do you pray about everything? See, when you pray about everything, what happens in the midst of everything going on, you still got peace. <laughs> Hallelujah. And people be wondering, why are you so happy? And why do you have that smirk on your face? Because I'm listening to you and what you're saying makes no sense. There is a God. And he lives in me. And he lives in his people. And he's a good God. I have chosen you for hard times. I, the one that made you, chose you. And put my spirit upon you. And put my spirit in you. And anointed you for success. Success is not necessarily having a thousand plaques on the wall in your office. Real success is how much of you does Jesus control. Say, so I cussed them all out. Well, you're not successful. They got on your last nerve and you told them off. You gave them a piece of your mind. God says wait a minute. I chose you for hard times. I chose you. For you to be able to stand up. When people walk out on you. I chose you. For this purpose. That in your life. I. May be glorified. That's why I chose you. Because I knew you wouldn't cave in to pressure. And I knew that you'd be just like your mama. You didn't care what they think about you. Now think about that. That's a baffling thought. I've been chosen in the furnace. Who put me in there? The Lord did. Now I know in your mind, in your mind you're probably thinking, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know why they ended up in the burning fiery furnace? Because they were not like their generation. 
They said, I don't care how sweet the music is. It can be hip-hop or hop-hip. Whatever it is, I am not, we are not bowing down. And then they had a testimony in the face of a trial. And it went sort of like this. King, you can do whatever you decide that you're going to do with me. You can do it. But remember this. The God I serve is able to deliver me out of this burning, fiery furnace. You know, you hear about something and people saying things about you. And I, I discovered in my own life the worst thing you can do is try to go straight and lie out. Now ain't that something, you walking just as, as straight up and perpendicular as a ballpoint pen. And when you leave there, you all been out of shape. When you confront people about the lie they told on you, you have just opened yourself up a hornet's nest. We need to learn and we need to ask God since we've been chosen in this furnace, give me wisdom. <laughs> give me wisdom to know how to walk and to know how to talk. And I perceive in my heart that all this information I'm getting that this person has said about me, I'm not judging it either way, but I'm going to be wise. And wisdom is something that this generation seemed to be woefully lacking in. I gave you case in point. Old King Saul was so depressed. He had nobody to talk to him about his warped mind. So David, king of Israel, sweet psalmist said to himself, well, I will go in and I will play my instrument. David was a smart guy. Not only did David play instruments, not only did David sing, David made musical instruments. So David decided, okay, the gift I have, I will share it with King Saul. I'll go in and I'll play for him. I'll sing. Saul was so full of hate. So disillusioned. Till he took his javelin and threw it at David. That was in there trying to support him. You can't support crazy people. You can't expose yourself like that. Because you're a man or woman of God on a mission. And you ought to want to live to see your days completed. The Bible says that Saul took a javelin while David was playing on his harp and threw that javelin at David. Didn't hit him. And the Bible says, hallelujah, from that day forward, from that day forward, because the enemy has showed his hand. From that day forward, 
The Bible says that David walked in wisdom towards all. When you know people don't like you, stare in their face. Pray for them. That the God that redeemed you will redeem them. It's enough grace for everybody. But don't you be no fool. So from that day forward, David walked in wisdom towards all. He says, I'm never putting myself in that position again. So you and I, brothers and sisters, need to realize that the born-again experience that we had in our life sets us up for glory and virtue and trouble. I know we're living in a generation right now where everybody wants to be politically correct. They want to please everybody. Well, send me a postcard when you do it because God can't do it. God can't please everybody. Chosen to suffer. Chosen to be lied on. Chosen to be abused. Chosen to be talked about. That's the furnace of affliction. And see, those that stand the test of time are rewarded. There are rewards that come along with persecution. Three Hebrew boys that went into the fiery furnace. Because they didn't bend. They didn't bow. Got promoted. See a trial comes. To test us. To show us. Who we really are. Without a trial, you would need no faith. Faith is for the trial. Three Hebrew boys went into the burning fiery furnace because they believed the God that they served was able to deliver them out of the burning fiery furnace. And they also said, but if he does not, uh-huh, mm-hmm, if he chooses not to deliver us, uh, write this down. You got your stenographer there? Have him write this down. If he does not deliver us, yet yeah, write it down. He's still able. He's still able. So sometimes in life when things don't go the way that you plan them out, the best laid plans of mice and men oftentimes Go awry. It doesn't always work out the way we want it to. But I guarantee you one thing. It's going to work out. It's going to work out. And it's going to work out to God's glory. If you move your big head out of the way. You know sometimes people. They look at the nice little boy. Living three doors down in the neighborhood. And they got this daughter. She's about as fine as frog hair. 
and she wants them to get married. So she sets it up. She becomes the nation, the neighborhood's nutcracker. Only to find out that fine looking boy down the street three doors down has mental problems. Now you can pick up a Volkswagen. <laughs> That's why you can do it. But when there is no human touch and no regard for God and no, 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 no precious wanting to see the person you're connected to make it better in this life because they're connected to you, when none of those things are present, you got a monster. Back in the day they used to say, we ought to be able to give somebody at least a cup of human kindness. We live in a day right now, you get on the elevator, nobody speak to you. Chosen. And if your strength is not in the Lord, like Samson thought his strength was in his hair, he was crazy too. Samson's strength was in the Lord. And we need to know it. See, evidently he missed something right there. We need to know our strength is in the Lord. Just say no is powerful all by itself. So the Lord chose us. I, I, know, I know we may seemingly be stuck right here. But that's all right. We here with Jesus. Because some of y'all have been running it through your mind and you've been trying to figure out why am I hated and why am I done so badly? It's not your cologne, it's not the house you live in, it's not the car you drive. Anybody with good sense ought to be able to appreciate. You dress well, you treat people well, you speak to everybody, you loan people money, you try to do whatever you can do to help people along and they still don't like you and the question is what more can I do? Nothing. Ain't nothing else you can do except repeat yourself over and over. So we have to understand being chosen means that I'm going to have trouble up the way but it also means that the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob is never going to leave me. I don't care how much racism is going on in the world. Can an Ethiopian change the color of his skin or a leopard his spots? No. I'm going to be black even in the rapture. Because the Lord made me this color. He made me, you know, who I am. I didn't make him. So therefore, I am unapologetic. And you talk about racism, and you talk about Isaiah 48 and 10, I'm looking at it every day, straight in the face. It's a furnace of affliction. Because there are other people that think that because you're black, you don't know the truth. You don't know the Bible. You can't change a flat tire. I can do all things through Christ. 
that strengthens me. I can walk right. I can talk right. I can love my enemies. I can forgive sin. I can just, I can just move right along and let none of these things affect my character or affect who I am. Mm -mm. The decision I made years ago is not to hate. And it started when my granddaddy killed my daddy. You have to make decisions in your life. Quality decisions. Because if not, you won't know who you are, you won't know where you are, and you won't know what to do when you're confronted <clears throat> with these trials. We, we have to understand something. God made us. God chose us. And what comes along with his choosing is glory, praise, virtue, power, gratitude, grace, mercy, peace. That would keep him in perfect peace. I don't care what they're doing. Whose man is stayed on thee because they trust him that wherever we find ourselves God has already worked it out why because he finished the end from the beginning he knew that you would meet that certain person that would mess over you and he also knew that you would meet somebody that would care about you and take care of you God knew all that all of that was in the equation the sun is not going to shine every day sorry I'm not talking about what's in the sky there. I'm talking about sometimes the light of life, it just looked like it just went out. Especially when you're facing death, especially when you're facing being laid off, especially when, you, when you're challenged to get your mortgage paid, especially, and I said this over the years, a lot of times women who have no, no, no proper backup need to keep working. Because oftentimes women become vulnerable because they don't have assets. But that's all right. If God be for us, <laughs> if God be for us, who in the world can be against us and win? That energy level that God has put in women when he made y'all. Sorry, we can't match it. <laughs> we I tried. A woman is a beautiful thing. I mean, she really is. She, 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 she what you call, she, she can multitask. She can do a lot of things at one time and cook a whole Thanksgiving dinner in an hour. It's your job, man, to remember the cranberry sauce. But a woman is a beaver. She, she's very effective in what she does. And, and, and a man who provides for his family and a, and a man who, who goes to work, all of that comes together to make what they call Obama and Michelle a power couple. 
But God doesn't want you to be walking around here today not understanding that these trials that are coming. Now this, this is what I'm about to say. This is sort of the mysterious part of it. The trials that are coming your way. He allowed. What? Well, if he allowed the trial to come, he has already given you the power to overcome the trial. He's already done it. So what's the problem? I tell you what the problem is. It's never with God. God is always the answer. He's never the problem. So what's the problem? When a trial come, I'm tired. <laughs> That's what we say. I'm, I'm tired of this. I want out. Ain't no getting out. You can quit and sit by the road, put your head in your hand, and cry about it. It ain't going to change nothing. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Rejoice evermore and quench not the spirit and pray without ceasing. Listen, you are responsible. Say these words. I am responsible for my own joy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If I'm chosen, now reason with me for just a moment. Since I'm chosen in the furnace of affliction, I'm not the trial stopper. My faith is. And if I have to go through the trial, I can't get through that without my faith. So faith is the key to going on. And not blaming God. Because he's straight up with us. Jesus was straight up with his disciples that day. He told them, y'all going to be persecuted. Need to let you know. And some of y'all going to be killed. Didn't he tell them? And now he's telling us today, listen, I've chosen you in the furnace of affliction. You're going to be lied on. Some of y'all are going to be betrayed. Somebody's going to try to pull the rug out from up under you. But I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I will be with you always, even until the end of the age. I ain't going nowhere. So we are to look to Jesus, the author, refiner, and finisher of our faith. We cannot make it in this world on our own. Ephesians chapter 1. We cannot. We're not built to make it down here by ourselves. We're here to ask the Lord, what would you have me to do toward this trial, toward this situation? And it's not hard to get an answer. What's the answer? Stand. Stand having all, done all to stand, stand. In Ephesians 1 and 3. Blessed be the God and Father. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who hath blessed us. Hath blessed. is past participle. So I'm blessed. That mark's going to get paid. 
That car note is going to get paid. I'm going to eat today. Because what? He had blessed us. But notice how he did it. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace through which he hath made us accepted in the body of Christ. Accepted in the beloved. To the praise of his glory. When I have a trial, ain't no need of me trying to get over there in the thrifty liquor store trying to get something to drink. I'm supposed to get down on my knees. Because on my knees I'm taller than tree. That's what glorify God. That I show no effect of this trial coming toward my life because he already told me. He already told me before the trial showed up that the trial is going to come. And not only that, the more trial, the more blessings. Bigger the trial, bigger the blessing if you hold out. And if you don't doubt and turn around and go back, he will surely bring you out. That's to the praise of his glory. When your enemies are sitting back there looking, looking at you and wondering when is he going to fall. And you don't fall and yet you're smiling and you're going on like everything is everything. Why? Because you've learned how to cast every care. Every care upon the Lord. You learn how to pray about everything and worry about not a thing. You know, it's, it's mind-boggling when you get down to the nuts and bolts of life to realize that God wants you happy every day. Because he's given us the key to being happy. Pray. Love. Walk away. Don't be contentious. And you can't make nobody love you. And see, when you conclude those things, it doesn't matter. Because God ain't going to ever leave you. And God will raise up somebody to help you. He'll do it. Because all of our help comes from the Lord. Can you tell the Lord thank you? John the 15th chapter. John the 15th chapter. See, to the praise of his glory. You got people sick at home. You got this going on. You may not can make it to church or you may not can, can, can do some of the things you want to do. But I tell, you what, I tell you what, God is glorified when you get an opportunity and you do what you know you need to do. God is glorified. But see, some people never came back. Mm -mm. God ain't glorified in that. You got to keep going. Knowing that the end of a thing is better than the beginning of a thing. Am I somewhere in the Bible? I'm chosen to suffer. So what else is new? My skin tone gets me in trouble. 
or get people in trouble in their head because I'm an intelligent black creature. Well, you think I'm supposed to act ignorant and, and shuffle and look at the ground when I talk to certain people? No. I'm not going to deny God lives in me. He speaks to me. He's given me wisdom. That's what all this is about, everybody. The hatred of black people is universal. It's universal. Some of y'all are depressed because, you know, you, you don't have, you know, white friends. Oh, I know you graduated Bird and Captain Shreve and, and, and these other places. But that didn't make you no more acceptable. You got to love yourself. You got to do good by you. Now I'm saying all these things to you today because the Lord told me to tell you this. Some of y'all walking around weeping and wailing and, 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 and head all cast down for what? And you got life today. And you had some toast and coffee this morning. What's wrong with you? Be grateful. Be thankful. Nobody has everything they want at one time. And sometimes we leave here not even getting the things that we think we ought to have. Well, that's what ought to make heaven a little bit sweeter. Because what you didn't get here, you get up there. Either way it goes, you're going to get get. Are you in John 15 chapter? All right. I need for you to key in, if you will, on verses 16 through 19. Listen to this. 16 through 19. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. Isn't that in your Bible? That whatever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. That's the key to going on. Thank God for different people, but all of our help comes from the Lord. Jesus said, you haven't chosen me. I chose you and ordained you. Say these words, I'm chosen and ordained to be successful. And see, this is where Isaiah 54, 17 comes in. No weapon that is formed against God's people is going to prosper. You call that blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood, successful. Success 
does not necessarily mean the same thing to everybody. When a person has been declared as being a quadriplegic. And the day comes that he bends down in that wheelchair. That he's not supposed to be bending in the first place. He bends down and ties his shoes. Wow. Is that success? Little Dom told me. Finally made a D. Is that success? Verse 17. These things I command that you love one another. Now, now here we go. I'm trying to get out of this message, but here we go. How can you love somebody who hates you? You just love them. someone who's trying to tear your heart out of your chest. You just love them. Why? Because that's your way to success. That's how you get through here. It ain't your love, so give it away. That's the new commandment. In the furnace of affliction, I should not be all trying to hate people that have done a number on me, Lord, let me love them. Let me forgive them. That's how I stay free. <laughs> but no, I'm going to get you back if it takes the rest of the days of my life. The Lord said, no, 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 no. That's, you know, you were dead in trespass and sin. But now that you're alive, I'm giving you a new commandment. That you love one another. Amen. And notice how he put it. In another place. Even as I have loved you. How can we duplicate the love of Jesus toward us. When we were without. When we were without, were without a savior in this world. And we were hateful. And we were vindictive. And some of y'all sitting in here still don't love your mother. Are you Today's message, Chosen in the Furnace of Affliction, FC3061, FC3061, is now available on CD for only $10, and it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885, or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119, or email us, greenwoodacres at comcast.net. Know Your Bible Radio Broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is Will I do His will There is power, power, 
wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago and he answered me, came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the questions are Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. Now I see.